The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. A delay in the exchange of hostages and prisoners, a delay in the beginning of the truce. I'm joined now by the Ambassador of Israel to Ireland, Dana Ehrlich. Ambassador, good morning and welcome. Good morning. Thank you for having me. First of all, perhaps you can give us some clarification on the news that we were reporting there at the top of uh, the bulletin about the IDF arresting the director of Al-Shifa Hospital and some of the medical staff. You can't be an employee of Shifa Hospital before you're vetted and cleared by Hamas terror organization. And uh, just in the recent weeks, we've shown footage of the kidnapped that were dragged in Shifa Hospital, the terror tunnels underneath Shifa Hospital, and the amount of weapons that were found in Shifa Hospitals. And these people who are supposed to take care of lives and people also need to answer why did they let it happen in their hospital. Now, the amount of weaponry that was found, um, it wasn't a huge arsenal. The command and control centre that was supposed to be under uh, the hospital has not been uncovered. And I'm wondering, what are we seeing in the pictures this morning of of a, a room and maybe passageways? And how were they discovered? Were they covert? Would it be possible for them to be there without the hospital staff knowing about them? Well, the hospital knew that something going on. And as the director, and uh, we've seen the footage and images of the people who let the kidnapped in with the terrorists who dragged them, they had to know they've seen that footage. Underneath the hospital, we've seen the terror tunnels, and we assume that they they prepared for the IDF to come because for weeks now we have calling for people to evacuate. We've been asking them because we do not want to hurt civilians. We've seen the abuse that is going on in the hospital and we've, unfortunately, that time has cost people's lives maybe. We don't know, but we know that it gave them enough time to prepare. So do you believe that there was at one point a command and control centre there because even the pictures we've seen from the IDF, it doesn't look a very elaborate con- command and control centre. Well, yes, we do think so. And we see the elaborate tunnels underneath it. We see the amount of weapons. We see that every room had dual uh, purpose. Uh, so, yes. And what we haven't seen after all of that footage and all of those evidence, we still haven't seen UNRWA coming out and condemning this. We didn't see the WHO condemning it. We didn't see the UN condemning it. And this is more surprising, in my opinion. Are you suggesting that these organizations are now partisan against Israel? I know we've seen, unfortunately, time and time again, that there is an automatic bias against Israel. But even putting that aside, after you see the abuse of the Shifa hospital, you see the abuse in in schools, in children's room, in playgrounds, how can you not come out and condemn all of that publicly, regardless of your opinions about Israel? So you're saying perhaps that in addition to the criticism of Israel for the bombardment and the loss of Palestinian lives, that uh, there should also be a parallel criticism of what is what is going on? Is is that your point? Unequivocal condemnation of Hamas. And right now, the military targeting in Gaza is because of the way that Hamas is so embedded in their population. So when we see those images, we need to ask why. Why are we targeting hospitals? And we are trying to avoid casualties. But when those civilian infrastructures are being used as terror commanded, yes, under international law, 
we also have the right and obligation to defend our people. Yeah, it's sometimes hard to stomach, though, when you see uh, young children being uh, rushed to whatever medical aid is available and whether the international rules of war allow it. You know, morally, you're saying, you, why are you doing this? Why, why are you inflicting pain upon children who know nothing of the politics of the region? This situation is tragic. This war that we didn't want, we didn't want and was launched on us on October 7th. It's a horrible situation that we are in right now. And we see the horrible images in Gaza. And the question, again, should be addressed to Hamas. We need to ask, why is this going on? Why are they still abusing their population? We cannot separate this because the the, the threat on Israel is still ongoing. I was just in Israel last week. And I had to take shelter from the barrage of rockets that were fired. A piece of rocket, an uh, intercepted rocket fell next to where I was. So we see it every day. We and our people are under constant threat of Hamas. What do you understand uh, as to the reasons for the delay in the temporary truce and the exchange of prisoners and hostages? Um, right now, these are, to my understanding, just some technicalities that need to be uh, agreed on before implementing this agreement. And we hope that soon we'll be able to see the first um, the first 50 of the kidnapped to be released. Uh, we hope to see them home soon. And but we're also very hesitant, very concerned, and we've seen the psychological terror game that Hamas is playing with all of us and all of the families, not just the families of the 50 who will be released, but also the families of the almost 200 that will stay there in Gaza. And this is just the anguish and sorrow of the families. Is just But do we know what the diplomatic difficulties are in uh, calling the, the truce for this morning? It was supposed to have happened already. It hasn't happened. It is hopefully going to happen uh, tomorrow. In the meantime, People will inevitably die. And it's the greatest tragedy of all, I suppose, that in the moments before a truce or a ceasefire, that people should die. The greatest tragedy is that on October 7th, Hamas launched this operation, this barbaric attack from the air, from the sea, from the land. So, yeah, all of this is tragic. And we want to see everybody come home immediately. We call again for their release And we ask the international community to join us on that call, because right now, uh, dealing with a terrorist organization who are playing the international community and just uh, playing where are playing to their narratives, we need everybody to come home and to be released. You are right. Too Too many people have died already. And we need to ask why. And we need to hold Hamas accountable for it. No, I'm not going to go back into the history books to go to the genesis of the conflict. We've already covered that on the, the programme. Uh, we'll stick with immediate matters. And uh, the, the question of whether or not the young Israeli-Irish girl, Emily Hand, is on a list or not. We don't have the specifics of lists yet. And I've met with the family. Where did that list come from that seemed to include her name? I think... I don't know about specific lists. I, I, I imagine when, when people make lists of the children that are held in Gaza, when people make lists of the most vulnerable that are held in Gaza, obviously Emily's name will be there. 
but it's not necessarily a, a list that we've seen until now. We are hoping for her release, and I know how much the Irish people are worried and are praying with her family for her release. And I just ask the Irish people, think of all the other families of almost 200, uh, over 240 people held in Gaza. Think of their families. We need to bring all of them home. The, the other aspect of this is thinking of the families who've been bereaved in, in Gaza. I mean, a life is a life, and uh, irrespective of people's political beliefs or aspirations or hopes, you know, the grief of an Israeli family hoping to get one of the hostages back uh, can be measured against the grief of a family who have lost multiple members in Israeli bombardments. We are in agreement here. We are also mourning our death. And we know how painful it, this is, and we don't want any more people to get hurt. So I, I don't think there are any disagreements there. I think Israel entirely hurts for the people of Gaza because we are all hostages of Hamas playing all of us in this very brutal, cynical game. And this needs to come to an end and we need to hold them accountable. We cannot continue living under this threat. And the people of Gaza cannot continue to live under Hamas ruling. And if people here care about the people in Gaza, I ask them to hold Hamas accountable. Um, you say Hamas is playing all of us, uh, and you have written that it is understandable and okay for people to criticize the actions of the Israeli government, um, to support the, the plight of Palestinian people who've been blockaded by Israel. Would you say the red line is supporting Hamas? The red line is supporting Hamas. The red line is the vilification of Israel. The red line is delegitimation of of the state of Israel, of uh, announcing Zionism as uh, is, was a criminal act, that is anti-Semitism. And this is for us, and I would hope also for the people here in Ireland, this is where we draw the line. This is not acceptable. Do you believe that Irish people are being played, as you put it, by Hamas? Again, I, I think that the international community, when we see the images coming out of Gaza, we need to ask ourselves Why? Why is this happening? Hamas prepared for this attack for two years. They knew that will be, there will be a retaliation from Israel. What have they done to protect their people? We are going above and beyond to try to minimize the casualties. And it's not lip service. There are different things that we're doing operating under the international law and under the rules of law. But again, There is one terror organization who benefits from all of this. Hamas is still firing, launching rockets every day. So they are not running out of rockets. They are not running out But of equipment. But it is still an unequal battle because if all the Hamas rockets were to get through, no doubt there would be huge destruction in Israel. But you've got the Iron Dome technology, which has by and large kept the Israeli civilian population safe. Yes. So it's a very unequal battle. Oh, well, we, we can't apologize for investing money in order to defend our people. Has Hamas done the same? We can't apologize that we've developed a system to help us protect ourselves from that threat of Hamas. And unfortunately, on October 7th, what we've seen is that they will stop and no method, 
just to kill Israelis, Jewish people, and frankly, anybody that was in their way on that horrible day and since then. Um, the the Taoiseach has been uh, quite critical. I mean, he said, uh, I don't think Israel listens to us, the Irish government. Um, they used to listen to the United States. I'm not sure they're listening to them an- anymore. And uh, he cautioned uh, Israel against uh, embarking on a course of revenge rather than simply a military operation to achieve its ends. Um, we value highly the relations with Ireland, and I'm here as the ambassador um, hoping to improve the bilateral relations also for the sake of our diasporas here and in Israel. Uh, we're working closely with the international community and not just with the Tanishtes visit to Israel, but with the different countries, obviously with the Egyptians, with the Americans. Right now, this agreement is part of an international effort. So I, I think we are working daily with our international friends and partners in order to make sure that no more people get hurt. But the, the clamor, the international clamor of criticism of the extent of the Israeli uh, operation is louder and louder. I mean, is this a race against time for um, your Prime Minister Netanyahu to, to get his... Uh, targets reached to get his job done before the international clamor is so loud that the Israeli op- operation has got to stop? Well, right now we are still fighting for our safety. And again, I was there hiding in a shelter just this past Friday. My family, my friends are still there going into shelters every day. So those rockets continue. And one of our most important missions is to bring all of the kidnapped home to protect our people and to make sure that this threat is eliminated. Now, the question of what has happened in Gaza, we've all seen uh, the the footage provided uh, from within Gaza, but also provided from uh, Israeli sources, uh, the IDF included, of the destruction. And it, it looks like hundreds of thousands of buildings have been destroyed in addition to the thousands of lives lost. Who's going to be rebuild? Who's going to be in charge of reconstruction? Who's going to pay for it all? Unfortunately, right now, during a war, what we are doing is trying to protect the safety of our people and to make sure no more people get hurt. And if we are talking about uh, being played into the hands of Hamas and them controlling the narrative, then having these discussions... While 250, almost 250 people are held kidnapped and while their people are not even allowed to evacuate. When Hamas is holding out aid from its people and concentrating on those topics, then yes, I think we are all being played by Hamas. When we are not talking about the fact that when we in the hopes of having 50 of our kidnapped people when we will release about 150 prisoners. These prisoners are convicted prisoners of terror. These are people who stabbed, who plotted terror uh, attacks against Israel. But it's likely that the people are going to be released first are those uh, maybe juveniles who threw stones at IDF forces rather than lethal killers because you'd be very unwise to be releasing those kind of people. If you want to beat the, the, the people of Hamas who terrorize you, the last people you want to release are those who will just continue I'll to do it. just remind you that also rockets hurt people and kill people. And we've seen time and time again that rockets uh, that were directed at moving cars, at driving cars, uh, did kill. 
And any form of terrorism is penalized, just like in any other country. And we've seen, unfortunately, that Hamas uh, takes advantage of how willing we are to bring all of our people back. Uh, some of the comments coming in, ask any Irish person who's ever visited Gaza and how they were treated by Israelis. The apartheid of Palestinian people in Israel and the West Bank, second class citizens, not allowed to use certain roads, walk in certain areas, etc. Another one on WhatsApp, Israel will never be safe until it treats the Palestinians with dignity. They're the best recruiters for Hamas, children whose families have been wiped out. Agree with the ambassador, says another. Hamas went out to commit genocide, not Israel. Israel could commit genocide on the people of Gaza. It's not doing so now, although that has been the label that's been attached to it by some people. What about international organizations like criticism from UNICEF and the Red Cross of your activities? Well, we call on UNICEF Ireland because I've been listening to their uh, sponsored ads. I think every second ad is a call, a plea for the children of Gaza. And I didn't hear a specific ad only for the children of Israel to be released. And this is why I I called them uh, in public asking for that. Uh, we've seen the Red Cross um, denied entry to visit the kidnap, but they're not talking about it publicly. We've seen the silence of women's organizations, and we're marking this week the International Day of Elimination of Violence Against Women. And we've seen this deafening silence of those organizations not talking about what women are have gone through. And I don't want to trouble uh, your listeners because these are horrible evidence that we've heard, not just against women, but also children and elderly but, but women. But indeed, a bomb dropping down on a, a family of women and children... That's violence against women, too. Well, I think we need to talk about the principle of precaution, the intention, and the deliberate. And what we are trying to do is make sure that no civilians get hurt. Unfortunately, Hamas's sole purpose is to make sure that civilians get hurt, even in the price of hurting their own people. We need to call on that. We need to talk about that. The discussions and the easiness that people use terms like genocide or apartheid, I think that's offensive for people who have been through that. And as a member of the Jewish people, the easiness that people use genocide after what we've been through, again, you need to distinguish between the deliberate attempts and attacks that were launched on Israel. Just looking at the number of population in Gaza, and uh, in general, the Palestinian population and its growth in Israel and in the different uh, areas in Gaza, you see that it's growing. When you read Hamas charter, its only aim is the genocide against Israelis and Jewish people internationally. Dan Ehrlich, Ambassador of Israel to Ireland, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.